What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Moose Road Podcast. It is your host, Malik. And I know this is probably going to be a controversial episode, probably. But it's something that I, I wasn't going to do an episode on, but I feel like with all like the backlash moves getting and everything, I feel like I get, it's getting a lot of hate. I haven't seen like that many people try to like, you know, defend it or even that. Because like, this movie, I will say right off the bat, it does have problems. I'm not going to gloss over those problems. But I'm going to give kind of like my insight. And this is going to be mental health episode. Talk about me personally, my mental health. Haven't really talked about that much. But um, it's going to be kind of hard for me to talk about a little bit. Because, like I said, it's not something I really like to go back and think about. Like my lowest point of my life. I still deal with it to this day. I'm not as bad, as severe. But still something that, you know, deal with it. Mental health doesn't, like, if you deal with it, it doesn't really go away. But um, I'm just going to go, like, to the beginning where I'll just say in school was the, probably the roughest point for me. I would I pretty much got bullied since, like, elementary school. School was not good for me at all. And um, I would say, how long ago was it? Maybe when I was 2016, I feel like, or 2015. I never knew my dad at all. He was a big drug addict and stuff. He was in and out of my life. And uh, I guess he he lives in North Carolina. And I think he was trying to get clean so he could have a relationship with me. And this gang that lives around the area, he owed money to them. And they broke into his house and killed him. And my mom didn't tell me for a while. And then she, when she finally told me, that kind of really mentally fuck like you know fuck me up because i wanted to meet him and it kind of just really tore me tore me up and i did try committing suicide once and sorry um it's really hard for me to talk about but i did try and i would go to therapy with my mom and then that's when i had to tell my mom you know obviously that i tried to commit suicide and therapist just wasn't really that good so i think we we went there two times and just kind of just dropped it. And then it was kind of like I was on meds and stuff and kind of that was it. And then didn't go to therapy. I was just on medication. And and then in high school, at like 2000, maybe like this is like rough dates because I don't really remember. Like, like I remember like around what I remember what grade I was in, but I don't remember what year it was. And maybe like 2000. So I graduated 2016. So probably like 2013, I was with in the cafeteria with my friends. Well, I thought they were my friends, and um, we were talking about our one of our mutual friends was going through the parents to getting divorced, and I know how that feels. So I was like saying, "Hey, if you need to talk about anything, you know, or whatever." And oh, forgot. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's hard for me like to get wrap my head around it, but um, I would just say if you don't want to hear about this part right here, then I would say skip a little bit because it might trigger some people. Don't want people to think different of me. I got help, obviously, but um, the night before that, I was just going through a really, really depressive state of mind, and I had a dream of really vivid, like really vivid of me going to my school and 
I would just say, yeah, you're like I'll, I'll just say leave it at that. You can use think and know what I'm going to say. I don't really want to say it, but it really scared me. I woke up crying. I felt like I did it. Like I felt like I did do that deed, and it scared the shit out of me. And then that day when all that was going on about our mutual friend's parents getting divorced, we um, I flipped. I had a mental breakdown, and I went to the, like, because they were like, my only friends and I already felt low. I already felt like alone, kind of like just isolated. And I went into the bathroom and I told myself I was crying and stuff. And I told myself, this is it. I'm done. As soon as I get home, I'm it's over. I will not be here anymore. I'm just sick and tired of living like this, like my brain and everything. I'm just sick and tired of it. And I think half of that too was I felt guilt because I did feel like I did that. So I felt like it was like my mind playing tricks on me almost. And I had this like moment, like a little moment of space where I had clarity, where I could think straight. And I, cause I feel like if I didn't think straight in that one moment, I would not be here today. And I went to my guidance counselor, told her about my dream and everything. And that's when they came down, got me and took me to the hospital in our area. And it's like this isolated room and uh, wait for mom to get there. My mom knew I was suffering from mental health issues. Like she knew that it was a problem. But I think when she saw me, when she arrived and saw me there, I think that's when it really hit her. You know, as soon as my mom saw me, she knew. You could see in my eyes and everything that I was just like down. Like I look like a dead person already. And she started crying and then, you know, I looked at her and then I started crying and everything, hugged her and stuff. Cause that's when she knew I had a issue and that's when she knew she probably wouldn't see me for a while. So that's when I went to inpatient for like, I feel like it was like six weeks or like a month at least. And then I went there, got out and stuff. It really helped me. Then I went to group therapy. You know, and that really helped because being an inpatient, I got to see that I was not alone. There's other kids dealing with stuff. And then also group therapy helped me feel like, you know, I had more of that individual talking to everyone and really made me realize, you know, I'm not the only one who had to deal with all this, all the stuff that was happening to me. And, you know, obviously I went and uh, got, you know, obviously had medication then too. And I kind of just stopped taking it at a point because I thought it was good. I just stopped taking it. And to this day, I'm not on my medication. I should be, probably. And probably people who listen to this episode, like Movies After Work and and Shoot the Flight, all you guys, you know, you guys are probably telling me, like, I need to go back on it. I think I do. I still have, like, anxiety, social anxiety. And still sometimes where I feel low, you know, like all that horrible stuff that sucks when I have to go through it. And which is sometimes why I don't have episodes out. You know, I just am in that state where I'm just like, you know, I'm 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 done, you know, I feel like shitty, no one cares, you know, like you know cares what I say or about anything, you know. So that's enough about that. It took almost like eight minutes. That's probably the longest time I've talked on this about myself, which I think it's important for you guys to know where my I stand and what my history was 
and why I looked at this movie, which I'll finally see what the movie is because I didn't want to see it at the beginning, just in case. I probably won't even put in the title, just in case, like, you guys decide to click off because you think I'm going to be, like, praising this movie. I'm not. I'm just trying to defend it of why it's not hot garbage like a lot of people think and my kind of stance on it and maybe you guys will understand why i didn't think it was that bad well the movie is dear evan hansen which was a broadway show and now they're making a full-length movie and they have ben platt come back who was evan hansen in the uh broadway show when it was touring and the whole point of the synopsis of like the movie this year. All right, I'll read what synopsis. Evan Hansen is an anxious, isolated high school student who's aching for understanding and belonging amid the chaos and cruelty of the social media age. He soon embarks on a journey of self-discovery when a letter he wrote for a writing exercise falls into the hands of a grieving couple whose son took his own life. And I will say this: that the movie. Yes, the trailer, I don't think they did justice at all. I think the trailer was really bad because it made it seem like, okay, this guy's just using. And he's not just using Connor is the, is the kid who kills himself name. He's not just like acting like he's, he is acting like he's his friend. But when he goes in the, into the office, sees the parents. You know, obviously the parents are, you know, like the mom is really, you know, shooken up about it and stuff. And he is, and he's trying to, he does, Evan does try to explain, hey, no, no, no. He didn't write that. You know, I did. The parents didn't want to hear it. They thought it was just, oh, he's a must be in shock. They're looking for any excuse that the one letter that they think is from their son and that his, their son had a friend is their hope. It's their last chance with their kid. And I'm, and I understand that. From their perspective is they want to attach to themselves anything they have to their son who's gone you know and evan's like you know tells his friend jared i think his name is and it's like he's like yeah i gotta tell him the truth and so that's why he goes to dinner with him goes to dinner and then that's when sister i forget her i forget her name sorry but that's when the sister and stuff and and talks crap about him, about her brother, just how awful of a person he is. And there's nothing good, no good moments about him and anything. And then that's when the mom says, oh, Evan, you know, that's not true. You know, there was good moments. And he's like, yeah, like imagine sitting in Evan, like people need to realize, I think, is being Evan's shoes. You hear this family talking crap about their own flesh and blood Except for the dad, the dad's their stepdad, but he's more of a dad than their actual dad. Well, the dad passed away, but um, there that was the only dad they knew. And put yourself in Evan's shoes, hearing all of that, and then the mom's like, "There's good moments. You're gonna say there's good moments. I don't care who you are. You're not gonna freaking be like, no, he's a piece of crap. He bullied me. He pushed me on the ground. He yelled at me. He didn't even really bully Evan. He yelled at him and stuff because he was doing his own problems. So like." People really think that if they're in Evan's shoes, that they would say, oh, no, no, he was, he's a bad person. You know, he was a bad person. No, he's going to freaking BS and say, you know, like, because 
this is a a family and like yeah at the end of the movie he does hurt this family like hell and stuff like that and it's not an excuse that evan suffers from that and that's not an excuse if people use that as an excuse that's bs there's no excuse for it and yes i'm defending evan with saying people need to realize in his shoes what they would do not as a moviegoer in evan's shoes what would you do in that situation if you can legit sit there and tell me that you would that's apt <laughs> if you can sit there and say there's no good moments to a kid that commits suicide like that, you know, like I'm, I feel there's other ways, but you got to realize too is Evan has social anxiety. So putting in that situation is already uncomfortable for him. So he's just going to say anything, you know, he doesn't really realize what he's saying. So that's one thing that I think people need to realize too, is that he had a chance to say stuff and he tried to say stuff. It's not like he just didn't say anything. You know, he did try. That's one thing too, is if you are going to crap on this movie and you haven't watched it, watch it first. And then you can have your full opinion and thoughts because I was one of them. I'll be honest. I was one where I thought this movie was going to be bad. I was like, no, this whole concept, I watched the trailer. I'm like, this concept sounds like a bad idea, but to be honest, 13 reasons why is the worst is worse than dear Evan Hansen. So let's see. And then they have their, like the big moment was that for forever, which a lot of people probably know of, which that did make me cry because you know, it's just, it's a pretty song. A lot of these songs are good songs, too. Like, the music's good. But um, what really got me was when Evan sits with his mom and says that he tried, the reason why his arm's broken is because he tried, he just let go. Like, he was going to, he tried killing himself. And that moment when she just says, I didn't know you were hurting that, like, that much, or you, I didn't know you were hurting that got to me because I was like with my mom. She didn't know I was hurting that bad. That I felt that low. Like no no parents want to feel like that. That their kid wants to, you know, not be around anymore. So at the I never watched the Broadway. I watched a little bit of the Broadway, so I do know some of the songs and stuff, and I watched a little bit just so I got a background. But I do know a lot of people's complaints was in the Broadway play. I don't think there was any repercussions. I could be wrong. I don't think there was any repercussions or anything for Evan's actions. But in this one, Evan doesn't come out winning. Anyone who says that Evan comes out winning and that it's benefiting off of him, it's not at all. Because at the end, he gets offered money from Connor's fund or whatever. But that's out the toilet once he you know, says, you know, like, yeah, I, I lied. You know, there is a song, uh, Words Fail, where he's, he can't, he says, you know, he never had any, like, in the song, he says he never had any of this, and he says he knows that's not a good excuse for why he did it and stuff. And he's like, sometimes you, you see an opportunity to get something that you never, and you take it, you know, and it, he's, he feels shitty about it because even at the end, he legit says, what I did, says his sister, what I did was unforgivable. What he said was the worst thing. He knows he fucked up. Like, people need to realize, does that, do people like close their ears and not hear that? He admits it and says he fucked, it's, it's fucked up. He knows it. And he also 
comes across, he fixes his whole character. You're like, yeah, I would say maybe he was selfish at the beginning. Or maybe, once he's selfish, I would say he tried to do something good, but saw it benefit him and kept going with it, I think. Because I think at the beginning, at the dinner scene, he was trying to be good. And I think, then I think he realized he, like, I think being trying to bang his sister was really messed up. I think, I don't agree with that. I don't like that. That was one thing I felt uncomfortable with is that he was, you know, sleeping or being with Connor's sister. I hated that. That's that's a big negative, I would say. So I agree with people who say that. That is unforgivable in and of itself. But I don't think this movie is the worst movie to deal with mental health. Because someone who does suffer from mental illness, I felt some of the things that he was ta- what he was going through and stuff, and I understood where he was coming from. Will you guys probably hate me for it? I hope not. You know, like, I hope you guys don't hate my opinion on this, but I don't think this movie is that bad. I think they could have handled stuff maybe better, but I do think them fixing the ending and making the third act a little bit longer and having some repercussions, you know, she doesn't get that money to go to a college to chase his dreams. He has to save up for it now. You know, he has to, he says he's taking a year off and saying how much money he has and then going to college. Like, he doesn't get the girl. Connor's sister pretty much says, you know, I wish that I knew you now before all this or whatever and stuff. So he doesn't win out. And when he says Evan wins out is a fucking lie to you. It's bullshit. He's not winning out. He get it's over. It's pretty much over. Everyone in school knows, you know, like he's not winning out. And he makes up for it too because Connor – when he was making all these lies, it was almost like Connor didn't even exist anymore. But he legit went out of his way, read all the books that he likes, and learning more about him, like actually putting that effort to learn more about him. You know, like he even finds talks to people that Connor went to rehab with and finds a video of him playing guitar and singing because he said he wrote songs and his parents never got to hear it. And finally put that out there for everyone to hear. Like that shit's good. I don't care what anyone says. Like, Evan, at the end of it, he might have did selfish things, but I think he didn't fully make up for it, but I think he's working towards it. And I would like to think as a positive person, I would like to think he's working towards redemption, but we don't see the redemption, obviously. You see a little glimpse of it, and I think further down the line, I few feel like people do forgive him for it, you know? So, yeah, that – I'm going to shut up and stop, but – yeah, that's my opinions on Dear Evan Hansen. I seriously think you guys need to give it a watch. Tell your opinions. And seriously, follow me on Twitter at Pod. Follow me there. Tag me out your thoughts or opinions of this episode. Seriously, we need to have a discussion about it. But, um, yeah, probably moves out the word. Probably if he listens to this episode, if they do, he's they're probably not going to agree with me at all, you know, but that's all right. I still love them. Still love my podcast friends out there and I will catch you guys. And I'm, I'm in the middle of my um, Halloween extravaganza we're having in October doing research on first episode is going to be Halloween, the original. And then I want to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think if I take my polls, right that same that same week because two episodes a week so i'll have that episode out friday 
Halloween Friday. And then I'm going to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Sunday. So, and then I'll let you guys know Sunday, October 3rd, what the next two are, because I'll put a poll out. And I cannot wait, because spooky season is upon us. And I will catch you guys on the next episode. Stay safe. Peace out.